Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Today we've got a great story of revenge against a cheating partner. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I threw the customer's card back at him. My parents own a fast food franchise, and I currently work there with my boyfriend, who I met at work, and a couple of his good friends, who have subsequently started working there on my boyfriend's recommendation. We all get along quite well, and work is a well-oiled machine. There's a kid, 16-ish year old male, that's been coming into our store for years and years. He is notoriously known for being brash and rude with us employees, and was known for quite a while for throwing his debit card at whomever was taking his order. A couple of months ago, he threw his debit card at me, and you know what? I had had it. I audibly said, wow. And after I'd run the card, I threw it back, exactly as he'd thrown it at me. He was with his friends and they all laughed. Ever since then, this boy has showed a bit more respect to my coworkers and me. He has never since thrown his card at any of us. Rather, he hands it over like a regular person. All of my coworkers have expressed surprise that this boy no longer throws his card. I can't believe the effect this has had on him. Honestly, his card is busted. I could tell he's been throwing it at cashiers for a long, long time. He's been a lot more polite since this incident, and I'm super happy for him. I've watched him grow up, and it's heartening to see that I may have made a difference in how he treats people, especially customer service workers, in the future. It's wild to me that the idea of somebody who gets treated like this that only gives the exact same treatment back to them would have to be like afraid of their job security or getting in trouble when somebody walks up and flicks their card at somebody. I feel like that cashier should have the greenest pass ever to just flick that card right back at them. Once they charge them, of course. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, made my childhood bully walk in the rain in a sketchy part of town. Had a bully in grade school, I was his special project. He made it his job to torment and humiliate me every day. Fortunately, we went to different high schools and I didn't see him again until he got in my taxi. I worked part-time as a cab driver while in uni. It was like 2am and he had $20 and needed to get home. I drove him until the meter hit $20 and pulled over and told him to get out. Miles from his destination, in the rain, in a bad part of the city. I never acknowledged that I knew him. Not sure if he recognized me. It wasn't enough of a revenge for what he'd put me through, but it still felt good. I mean, almost to some degree, OP just kind of did their job to the best of their abilities. This guy said, hey, I only got 20 bucks. Some cab drivers, maybe they'd be kind enough to look past it. But really, OP said, hey, I'll take you as far as $20 can get you. Our next story is parking issue. This is from quite some time ago in my old home. My house was opposite a school, and the parking at pickup time was dreadful with visitors parking across the people's dropped curbs and even in the drives. Now, I wasn't bothered as I normally would be at work, but one time I came home to see a large ceramic flower pot had been broken. My neighbor, a lovely old lady who was tending to her front garden, saw me looking at the pot and said a car had parked in my drive earlier and was probably responsible for the damage. 
Next day, I decided to come home early at pickup time, and again a car was parked on my drive. I pulled across my dropped curb and left to speak to my neighbor about what I was doing and warn her someone may knock on her door asking about my car. She found it all rather amusing and invited me in to watch the fun. Not much later, a woman with two kids comes back, stands around for a few minutes thinking I suppose that it was another parent, and then starts ringing my doorbell. My neighbor and I were giggling like children. About 30 minutes later, I asked my neighbor to lend me a carrier bag and a few items, quietly left her house and walked into my drive. The woman was furious and asked me what I was playing at. I just replied, I came home and some ignorant freaker was parked in my drive and I went shopping. I opened my door and went inside and closed it behind me. Next thing the doorbell went and as she was obviously upset and close to tears, I moved my car and she left. End of story. I've said in the past, living nearby a school sounds like a nightmare. I mean, there's always at least two times a day where you are going to be swamped. And if you're close enough, you can hear the school bells going off every other hour or so if you're there during the day. Short of like getting a gate or something, you just have to accept that some ungrateful entitled parent probably would love to use your empty driveway. Do you think a cars may be towed sign makes for good landscape design? Our next story is, I'm not helping my hubby find his headphones. My husband is a slob. You know that saying, don't put it down, put it away? No matter how many times I've suggested he learn that habit, he just drops his belongings wherever he happens to be. He leaves a trail of laundry, wrappers, keys, wallet, dishes, tools, wherever he goes. So as I write this, he's frantically looking for them. I went into our bedroom, glanced down in the laundry hamper, and saw them in there. Somehow, the headphones ended up there when the dirty laundry doesn't, lol. I'm leaving them there. I grew up in a household where these kinds of behaviors and these great pro-life tips were never taught to me. I'm not acting like I'm not incapable of learning or being better than that, but I'd be the first to admit that I live in a bit of chaos myself. Best of luck to OP, I would say keep trying to instill those good behaviors and practices, especially if you have kids. Our next story is, Wrecked My Landlady's Flower Garden. This happened in the summer of 2020. I live in the bottom unit of a duplex house with my mom and sister when I'm not at school. Landlady and her family live in the upper unit. That summer, I decided to do a bit of gardening. I had access to good organic fertilizers from a research greenhouse I was working at, as well as seeds and even a little space to grow them until they reached their transplanting stage. So I made good use of my employee perks and planted some herbs on the employee bench in one of the greenhouses. Always wanted a little herb pot for fresh summer salad dressings and soups. After transplanting my herbs into a nice garden pot I bought at Walmart, I brought my herb pot home and placed it in the backyard, right beside the shed. It was partially shaded, out of the way, and didn't obstruct the view of my landlady's flower garden from her bedroom window. In fact, you wouldn't even know it was there unless you walked past the shed because that's how hidden it was. Fast forward a week, I came home one day and went to check on my herbs, only to find the pot had been moved to the edge of the garden and was empty. Freaking Bench pulled out my herbs that I've been growing for over a month and said she liked the pot so she's using it for her own flowers. She also had the gall to make me take care of them and the rest of her garden because she was leaving town for a week and I worked in a research greenhouse so I had access to good gardening materials. What she didn't know was that I was a plant pathology assistant. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Perfect chance for a bit of petty revenge. I agree to take care of her plants. Most of her flowers were pretty resistant to diseases. But she had three rose bushes, red, yellow, and pink, that she absolutely loved. Bought the bushes back in 2017 for a total of $500, and she showed them off to anyone who dropped by for a visit. So I went to work the next day with a few jars and snuck a bunch of pests and infested soil into them. Went home and released them all into her garden. Took a few weeks for the results to show up. But oh boy, those bugs did their job. Spots started appearing all over the plants and flowers from the aphids and thrips. Then, the nematodes got to work, eating up the roots. Damaged roots also started rotting. Her dahlias in my pot were more resistant to nematodes, but a bit of clay in the pot to block off drainage and the roots started to rot. By the end of the summer, her garden was ruined. She had to dig up the entire garden to get rid of the nematodes. Better yet, not once did she suspect me. She thought the squirrels and birds infected her plants. She ended up having to buy new roses the next year, which cost her $600. She bragged about how expensive they were. In the end, my revenge took a while, but dang, it was satisfying. I mean, I just wanted to hear the revenge where OP took their pot back. I mean, if anything, OP had every right to do that. How does somebody just see somebody else's pot go, oh yeah, I'd like that, and just take it and act like it's totally okay? Our next story is, don't want to let me merge? Enjoy the tickets. So I drive a tow truck for a living. I was leaving the scene of an accident with a vehicle on deck. All of my lights are on and flashing, and this crap box VW Jetta decides, freak you, I'm going to speed match you so you can't merge. My lane is ending, my truck's over 20,000 pounds, and a Jetta is around 3,000 pounds. Prepare for the petty revenge. Instead of just going in behind him, I have the right of way as my lights are on and the cop that was at the scene of the crash was watching this unfold, I decided freak you, air horn time. Now, it's a Freightliner M2 with a 21 foot deck on it, so it's a decent sized truck. I'm on the air horn constantly now, my signal is on, and this jerk still thinks he won't be letting me over. I force my way in as the truck isn't the fastest, but I'm the only one on the road to cover the entire city to when it's busy and it's raining hard, seconds do count. The cop is getting irritated by this jerk hat in the Jetta. The cop's in a fully marked Explorer and decides, you want to be a jerk? Let's see how you like this one. Jetta's now tailgating me, has his phone in his hand taking pics of my truck, and then when the road goes back to two lanes, Jetta aggressively swerves into the lane next to me and is taking pics of the truck still so he can complain about me. The cop is ticked off now and decides this guy needs a little reminder of the laws. The cop lights this guy up and pulls him over and gave him multiple tickets. Failure to yield to an emergency vehicle. Failure to slow down and move over for flashing lights. 
using an electronic device while driving, failure to use signal during lane change, tailgating, driving with undue care and attention. The total is about 1500 to 2000 in fines for all this combined. Maybe Jerk should have just let me in and he wouldn't be out a crap load of money. I block traffic for the cops at night on blind corners to keep them safe. They watch my back to keep me safe. I have a video of the idiot getting pulled over but it won't let me attach it. Because everybody asks how I know what he got fined with, it's because I work with the same cops four nights a week and there's only four cops on that shift. Yeah, I was gonna say it's awfully convenient that OP knew that they got pulled over and that they were given multiple tickets and whatnot. I guess if OP has a rapport with these local cops and they work with them regularly, they might let it slip. I guess it's just my question is, are the cops supposed to do that? I guess it's public record, right? This next story is messed up bully's life. In Asia, there's a concept of ragging in colleges. It's a form of hazing done by seniors on newcomers. People defend it by saying it's supposed to break the ice, but it's nothing but a form of humiliation and mental torture, if not physical. Laws are trying to clamp it down, but the practice is still so widespread, it's pretty much expected once you enter college life. It happened to me in college, and of all the things, the most humiliating part was them forcing me to dance in a lewd way was over in seconds but the memory was just burning in my head for days and I couldn't get rid of it. I already knew from my college's history that reporting to them directly doesn't do jack, though ragging is strictly banned. Well, the government had made portals and helplines to report these things. That resource seemed untapped to me so I officially filed a complaint and did my best to move on with my life. Ten years later, yep. I came to know the police want to talk to me to close the case. I'd forgotten about the whole thing, but now that something was happening, I wasn't willing to just drop it, so they made it to an official charge against the four perps. Turns out the boys were all working abroad, so am I, and got scared out of their minds on realizing there's an official charge against them. Working abroad requires visas and all renewal forms have questions like, have you ever been charged? Doesn't matter if you were found innocent or guilty, you have to ticket yes. For countries with high immigration rates, that's a potential death sentence on your visas. Renewals can get rejected even if you have a solid explanation. One of the boys found and contacted me via social media begging me to take my complaint back, offered me money. Too bad for him, I'm well to do. I informed this to the police in charge and he's in a deeper hole. As for me, Seeing some semblance of justice was really cathartic and helped me actually heal instead of forgetting about it. Well, I'm just glad to see all these years later that they're still taking it seriously. I guess the problem is it took them 10 years. There's not really any proof, is there? I mean, I'm glad these guys are facing justice, but on the other hand, if somebody was just feeling particularly vindictive, this could ruin some people's lives and there would be nothing they could do. Our next story is, annoying coworker who thinks I'm her assistant can take all my calls. My coworker, who I'll call Karen, she really is a Karen, is super nosy and always feels the need to insert herself into situations that have literally nothing to do with her or her job. Karen is not my direct supervisor, that position is currently vacant, but Karen has made it a point to try and score points off my work by insinuating that she is and that everything I do is under her leadership. She has also more than once slipped in conversation and called me her assistant. Honestly, I don't care. 
This is the kind of job where none of us concern ourselves with who gets credit. The gigantic upside is we're fully remote, so I don't have to deal with her in person. This is important. Recently, the IT folks sent a message that because we were fully remote, they want to know if they can ditch our landline numbers. Option A, we didn't have to. Some people still do go in the office to work or take in-person meetings. Option B, we could ditch it. Or C, they could send us a work phone. I don't get a ton of calls, but opted for C so as to not use my personal number for anything. My actual bosses and the IT people signed off on it. Well, when Karen found out, she was flabbergasted. She demanded to know why I was getting a phone and who approved it. I told her, and then she tried to argue it was too expensive. The IT person already told me it's the same price to maintain the landline. Crazy part is, this woman and her job have literally nothing to do with procurement or budgets or finance. On top of that, she has a work phone, so I could not figure out why this was any of her business. She literally brought it up every day for several days until I told her the phone was already being sent to me. The phone arrives, but I notice the landline is still active. I was still receiving voicemails via email. Note, for about a month leading into the whole phone thing, I'd been getting a ton of robocalls on my work landline. This is when I decide to get my petty revenge. I forwarded my landline number to her work phone number. The way those phones work, all inbound calls just show up on caller ID with the main office number so that you know it's an outside call. Since you're so concerned, Karen, you can answer my calls for a while. It's been a few weeks and she's been complaining about spam calls to her phone. Listening to her be completely annoyed by it has been satisfying. Maybe she should hire an assistant to help with that. Of note, she has her number listed as the contact on some of our outgoing material, so she'll never figure out why all these spammers keep calling. Honestly, I feel like the way Karen's treating OP is kind of some level of workplace harassment. I don't know if Karen has some like nepotism on their side or if they're just that good at their job that everybody else is willing to overlook them putting you down, calling you their assistant when you're not. But if there's any kind of HR route, it might be worth pursuing that just to get her to stop doing this stuff. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our next story is Petty Revenge Holiday Style. This happened several years ago, but as it's approaching the holidays, I thought I'd share in case anyone wanted to take a leaf from my playbook. My sister-in-law B and I get on fine, but her sister L is a two-faced skink. We live in a small community, so everyone knows everyone. L made a lot of trouble for me, pretending to be my friend, initiating conversations about our families. We'd all had fairly privileged but difficult childhoods, and then going to be and my brother to insinuate that I'd been the only one crap-talking both of our families. It caused a lot of issues between me and my brother, and our mom had to play peacekeeper. Tricky times. So, fast forward a few years. Yes, I do not forget a slight. My brother and B have two lovely kids. 
L has moved in with a rich guy and they've bought a big house outside of town. It's their first Christmas in their new home and they're keen to make an impression by hosting Christmas lunch. Of course, my boyfriend and I are not invited, but my brother B, their boys and our mom are all going. The invite was for everyone arriving at 1pm with dinner to start prompt at 2pm. I knew she'd be going to a lot of trouble and spending a lot of money. I texted my brother and our mom and said that my boyfriend and I would really love to see everyone on Christmas. And as they were going to L's for lunch, would they like to pop by ours for a light Christmas breakfast on the way over and we could open gifts, etc.? They both said that would be great, and my plan rolled into action. My boyfriend and I love cooking and food and we are good. So we rolled out a no-effort-spared gastronomic assault of waffles, pancakes, fruit salad, pastries, and French toast with bacon washed down by fresh ground milky coffee and fresh-squeezed orange juice. The kids went absolutely ballistic and tore into everything like wild animals. And even though my brother, B, and our mom tried to be restrained, they couldn't help themselves and polished off a lot of the food. My mom phoned me the next day and told me that Elle had gone to a lot of trouble for lunch and the food looked delicious but because my boyfriend and I had been so naughty in the morning, she was laughing, nobody had much of an appetite. Apparently there was quite a lot of food left over. I still smile at the thought of everyone pushing their lunches around her expensive plates all afternoon. In a situation like this, I guess you know, you gotta hit them where it hurts. OP saw their opening, they took it, and it was a knockout punch. Our next story is, I got some petty revenge on an abuser, which was nice. Background, I was abused mentally and physically by 4 out of 6 family members, and essayed by 2 out of 6. I went no contact more than 5 years ago. My abusive mother died just over a year ago. I finally finished going through probate on her estate, which was pretty terrible in and of itself. However, I got some petty revenge on one of my first abusers, which was nice. I caught the executrix, my oldest sister, see below, on an absolutely stupid lie. She'd been dragging her feet on getting us our part of the estate, just to freak with us. All in writing. Lies, delays, excuses. Finally, she was saying the lawyer's secretary had been trying to call us for days. Said she'd left messages and that maybe we'd deleted them by accident, etc., We knew her game though, and despite her efforts to hide the family's lawyer's contact information, we found it and contacted him. The lawyer was stunned. No one had been trying to contact us. Such an easy lie to disprove, I wrote to my sister. Do your job. She immediately blocked me on every platform, including Facebook, though we could still text. I knew I was free. I texted to inform her that we would be working directly with the lawyer from now on, to never contact us again, and that dad was right about you. I wasn't referring to anything specific. I didn't have to. There are uncountable numbers of things that dad has said about her. Very few complimentary. She has done terrible things in her life. Like all true narcissists, she'd left a trail of destruction in the lives of those she crossed paths with. Her being told that dad was right about you would have set off a storm of paranoia, panic, and narcissistic collapse as she would be forced to review the horrible things she'd done in her life. Things she knew she was truly guilty of and what our dad would have said about them. I hope her moment of involuntary self-reflection was unpleasant. What would have been worse for her was the horrifying realization that whatever she imagined dad had said about her, he'd said it to me. 
which meant in her mind I already knew the things that she was most afraid of me knowing. She'll have that nagging at her for the rest of her life, and I'm gone forever. She'll get no answers, and she's got no one to take it out on except herself. Oh, and her fourth husband, the poor dumb idiot. Honestly, I really enjoy revenge strategies like this one, the ones that just get them so caught up in their own mind. There's not even a basis to it, they're just so self-reflecting and worried about, what did they say? What did they say? They'll want to reach out, but they can't. If not because OPs blocked them or cut off all contact, but because they themselves have already cemented that they didn't want to talk to OP, they don't want to come grovel and ask what it possibly was that Dad said. Our next story is, hope you like your steak rare. So first off, let me start by saying my father is a piece of work. I'm low contact with him now as I've decided to stop wasting my time on people who don't care about me just because they're family. Anyhow, this takes place about four years ago. So some background before the story. My father, again a pretty terrible person, cheated on my stepmother. Not legally, but we were together 20 years. When they split up, he kept trying to force a relationship between me and his new chick. Now, I love my stepmother, more than my father if I'm honest. She helped raise me, treated me like her own flesh and blood, was a real proper mother to me. She's a lovely woman and I still consider her family even though she isn't with my father anymore. Now to the story, for a while after the split, I try to keep a relationship with my father. Partly because he's my father, but mostly because my partner and I just had our first child and I wanted him to know his family. My father likes steak. It's been common knowledge my whole life. If you want to make him happy, buy him steak. Now, over the course of my 32 years, I've become a pretty good cook. I'm not a professional by any means, but I know how to turn out some good cooking. So for Father's Day, I invited my father over to have a steak dinner. Now, when I issued this invitation, I made it clear I was inviting only him. But through the whole conversation, he kept including his new chick. I told him flat out I didn't want her to join us. Then he hits me with, well, I don't know if I can come without her. So whatever, I told him fine, bring her. But now I'm mad. I have to cook for this woman I don't like. So instead of the high quality steaks I intended to purchase, we bought some pretty basic low grade steaks. Now another point against my father is he's one of those, I only eat my steak well done people and so is his new chick. Cue the pettiness. I made my meal as intended but when I served up my steaks, I made sure every one of them was medium rare at best. Lucky me, my partner and I like some pink to our steak. I prefer a medium, but I was willing to take the hit if it meant making sure I got my point across. Nothing says, you weren't invited, get out, quite like serving an underdone steak to a leather eater. I think OP's generous enough, and honestly, as far as I'm concerned, they were serving the steak the right way anyways. Also, absolutely no offense to people who prefer their steaks well done, but I don't really get it myself. I mean, what's the point of having a steak if you cook it to the point where you almost need to just dip it in ketchup? I mean, to me, if you gotta eat your steak with a chaser because it's so dry, what's the point? Our next story is, got them to turn on each other. A story I'd forgotten about, but still makes me laugh whenever I remember. Back around my middle school years, I was at some kind of camp out slash church retreat kind of thing. Can't fully remember, but it was in a cabin with a youth group. Until around high school, I was an extremely heavy sleeper. A building could collapse around me and I wouldn't notice kind of sleeper. This frequently allowed for some pranking to occur, as other kids figured out I was an easy target while asleep. Until this one retreat. 
I went to bed at lights out after a tiring day, but for the first time, I really had to pee. I woke up and discovered that from the neck down, I'd been tied to my bed with toilet paper. To clarify, it was wrapped over me and under the bed from the neck down. As I woke up, it of course ripped off, and so I carefully and quietly pulled it off and threw it away. The next morning as I woke up, I could hear some arguing going on. Apparently, everyone involved was accusing each other of ruining the prank while each of them denied it. I decided to wait and listen. Once the arguing started to die down, I pretended to just wake up. One of the other kids asked if I'd woken up last night, and I just shook my head and asked why. No response, and throughout the day, they kept arguing as no one would fess up to ruining the prank. They'd gotten over it by the next day, but it was fun to watch them be ticked off at one another, with no clue they were all innocent. You know, it's stories like this that don't make me miss looking back on any of those camp retreats or anything like that. I had one in elementary school that was like some writing camp that we stayed overnight at or like a day or two. It was kind of just like arts and crafts and staying overnight in a camp. I mean, it was fun enough, but I definitely don't miss the attempts at pranking people. Our next story is, enjoy your cheating, my love. My horrendously toxic relationship is ending soon. I'm only playing nice for now because he owes me a lot of money, and I have the tiniest sliver of hope I might recoup some of it. We've been in an open relationship for over a year. We had this arrangement from the beginning due to both having high sex drives, and his former job required a lot of travel. It worked nicely for a long while. We both went through a period of severe stress, and I found out during this time that he was on Tinder and Grinder. He claims it was just to satiate himself by himself since our sex life slowed down. I knew that was a lie, but I accepted it and reiterated our only two rules for that behavior. One, we inform each other of outside activities. Two, we use protection during those encounters. He has not stopped looking, and I found evidence of it being physical numerous times since. Still breaking rule one, and probably two also, why lie? It's so very disrespectful and puts my health at risk. He's really crappy at hiding it. And I admit to snooping. I have his location and he's constantly out in the middle of the night. Tinder notifications popping up. Photos of a sexual nature. Conversations outside the apps. And the final straw was his Venmo, where he clearly paid two individuals for hooking up. Bonus photos of his jerk that one of them took. He's mentally destroyed me with this and a whole host of other despicable behavior. Now I'm without my savings and getting evicted. I have to move into my mother's house at 36 years old because I fell for his lies and believed in the plans we made for our future. So when Jerk went to sleep last week while I was there to pick up his dog that were co-parenting, I went snooping again. He's banned from Grinder, but not Tinder, so I changed his profile bio to I have AIDS. I wanted to be more creative, but he's always joking about AIDS and I've never once found it funny. I have a dark sense of humor, so it's not because it's offensive, but because it's actually not funny. I then changed his age settings from 18 to 55 to 50 to 55 and swiped right on everyone until his likes ran out. I've been mostly nice since then because of the pup, and I'm just enjoying the last times I get to spend with him. He told me last night that he's turning his Tinder notifications off, which he thought made him look like he's reformed. But I saw him at his friend's house in the middle of the night after that and I know he was doing something with him. This made me laugh on the inside because he's unaware of the changes I made. As soon as I'm gone for good, he'll either find them or hopefully get banned. Good luck hooking up with strangers now, jerk. Yes, I was toxic too. I don't regret it. 
He's turned me into a vindictive human with unnecessary bull, and I'm looking forward to my true revenge, which is living my best life and never giving a crap about his lying butt ever again. Thank you for reading. Honestly, I don't think OP even did that bad of revenge anyways. It's going to, what, temporarily interrupt their stuff on Tinder when they go back to it? If they get banned, they'll probably just make another account. You can probably do that, right? I think all that's left is just kind of counting down the days and making sure you prioritize yourself. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.